Ultra. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we crawl our way to the bitter end or the lager end of the world's end one minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli. Today, we're preparing to annihilate Minute 44, which begins with Gary hanging the out-of-order sign on the bathroom door and ends with the motorcycle cop from earlier approaching the booth to ask how the night is going so far. Mm-hmm. Um, just, uh, just classic Edgar Wright putting the... Uh, the 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 out of order sign over the bathroom, yeah. Set up payoff. Set up payoff. That was a that that what's great about that um, sign too is it's uh it's it's like a double. It like it, they he used it twice. You know, it's like a <laughs> like it was already a set up payoff, and now that in turn was a setup to a payoff. It's uh, yeah, pretty good. <laughs> you know, pretty it's good. it's pretty. He's. He's a he's an economical writer. Mm-hmm. Nothing is nothing is just shot off. No bullet is fired without purpose. Right. Yeah. Not to not to uh, you know culturally appropriate, but uh, every part of the buffalo. Yeah. You know? Totally. Where it's like <laughs> okay, every yeah every line of dialogue has two meanings and can often be used again. Right in different contexts and it's just a way of i think rewarding the viewer for paying attention uh-huh which in turn subconsciously tells the viewer oh i need to pay attention because everything in this movie means something and matters yeah so if i check out i might miss some stuff the more i see of um last night in soho uh mm-hmm. the more i think it's going to th- this movie is going to be the closest, like its closest cousin. Like, oh yeah, I, f- I feel like after that opens, people will be talking about how uh, the World's End and Last Night in Soho make a perfect double feature. Mm-hmm. Um, in the same way that you know, Hot Fuzz and Baby Driver were sort of uh, compared a lot. They feel, um, yeah. I mean, they're both, yeah, yeah. Those are his two. You know, before Baby Driver, Hot Fuzz was kind of his most. The, the 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 film that sort of leaned on the 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 wet the american action cinema right right and i think i think last night in soho is going to be a lot about um Britain. i don't know go going out being out uh yeah. you know going out in terms of like you know going to the pub or going to a club or whatever mm-hmm. um and also uh be dealing with nostalgia you know in a way yeah. that this this movie does in, in like a direct way, whereas I think the way that they're talking about Last Night in Soho, it seems like it's more nostalgia for a period that you never existed in. Like mm-hmm. you have nostalgia for the 60s, but like you never were alive in the 60s and like what yeah. that is. Um, That'll be so. very, very interesting. And, you know, yeah. And like and Thomas and Mackenzie's or, you know, whoever it is, like their her her that character's relationship with the romantization of a period, which is so it's so crazy that that 
hasn't been done more in movies because that is such – I vividly remember girls that I was friends with in high school, more so than boys, that way, you know, oh, I wish it were still the 60s or they – Patent, you know, they 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 styled themselves off of actresses in the sixties, like a big French cinema, or like mm-hmm. Audrey, Audrey Hepburn. Sure, of course. Or like listening to that kind of music. Sure. And yeah, I don't, I've not, I can't think of a lot of movies where teenagers are. It's so interesting. Teenagers in movies are always so like, oh, it's two thousand twenty. Get with it, fucking idiot. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> but like, right. A lot of teenagers that I knew were like so certain that the present sucked and that the past was great. Yeah. Like the, the, yeah. there's that great scene in, in Days of Confused where like the girl's talking about it where she's like, yeah, like everyone knows that every other decade sucked. The 60s are great. The 70s obviously suck and the 80s are going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's funny too. It seems to be something that he is, um, you know, in, with, with, the world's end starting in this movie it Mm -hmm. seems to be something that he's been kind of fixated on um is uh is this idea of of nostalgia because you know even baby driver has an unspoken relationship and nostalgia to the 50s definitely um there's a lot of like you know like all the costuming and everything is yeah the iconography like baby's jacket the fact that you know that that Debbie works in like an all night diner and dresses like you know like a fifties greaser diner. Right, right. And then the um, uh, the the scene at the end, the uh, yeah, uh, uh, would would you what would you call that dream sequence? I guess mm-hmm. depending on who you ask, I guess. But <laughs> oh, do some people um, think that didn't really happen? Huh? Do some people think that, that that didn't really happen to Baby? Oh, that's funny. I would have I would have said that some people some people actually believe that that really happened. Um, oh, interesting. So you think yeah. you think that movie ends and 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 Baby's still in jail? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. That I don't think that last scene is uh, meant to be uh, taken literally at all. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I wonder if it'll make me like the movie more. <laughs> I don't know. Because I always thought that was like, oh, and then he went to jail, but then he got out after like 10 years. Oh, yeah. No, I I just, uh, yeah, I, I thought that's why it was so like 1950s is like with her and her like little sundress and. Right. Yeah. And everything. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's, like a, it's like it's a very it's a it's a timeless kind of movie. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like iPods and you know, Austin Powers references and like Monsters Inc. references and stuff, but then it also exists in this kind of. Yeah. But even all of that stuff is like kind of dated in a way. Right. Yeah. You know, because even the iPods that he has, they're all the old iPods. Like he doesn't Mm -hmm. have any new ones, any, any of the ones that look like iPhones, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is like even, even iPod, like, I don't know if, you know, if if you, if you took a 17 year old now, (laughs) <laughs> and told them like, "Hey, how did you like? You know, here here's an iPod." They're like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, <laughs> you can just listen to music on it. You can't like the sum total of our species' knowledge can't be accessed on the palm of my hand with this device. <laughs> right? <laughs> fuck out of here! Oh man, I um, bought so much. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I just I so it seems to be like it's something that he is uh, currently fixated on. Yeah, you know that idea. 
Guillermo del Toro said that a director only makes one movie his whole life. Mm. Their whole life. They they just take, they 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 find different access points to tell the same story over and over again subconsciously. Well, that's certainly true for Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just he looks at he looks at a clock. And he's like, how wall. else can I read this? <laughs> Liar. Deceiver. <laughs> Wrong. Oh man. You're not shooting me with a bullet. You're catching <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you think he was wearing? Do you think he was wearing Robert Pattinson's costume? Like when he, when he gave Robert Pat when Robert Pattinson was doing costume fittings, and you know, you know, Christopher, you know, the director sent his visits in on costume setting for fitting. Yeah, was he also wearing like a suit and a scarf? I think so. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. That was a, that <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Perfect. That's perfect. Dye his hair blonde. Perfection. <laughs> Oh, this is weird. Oh man, can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so they all uh, the gents, the gents yeah. in question, the out of order mm-hmm. gents in question, sit back yep. down, uh, return to their beers. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, oh, God. Andy, uh, Andy stares uh, with resignation at the shots. <laughs> yeah, he's like, um, well, like I if you just. If you just watch him in this scene, he just he looks like he licks his chops and then he's like sad that he's about to do this, but he knows yeah. that he's about yeah. to do it. You know, he kind of he, he has like a dark chuckle for him to himself. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, is- oh, yeah, this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a night. We had a good run. Sobriety. <laughs> what did he say? 13 years. 13 years. Congratulations, Andy. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, you know, um, oh, and uh, uh, Gary says, let's uh, let's drag these, which I've never heard before. Uh, I think he says neck, right? Let's neck these. OK, is that what he says? Let's neck yeah, these. neck. I think he says uh, he says, let's neck these and get out of here in America, um, because we're a, a deeply violent warlike people. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I always I always say, let's kill these. Yeah. All right, well, you know, let's uh, let's kill these beers and we'll go catch the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, let's kill these <laughs> drinks. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Let's invade these drinks and occupy them. <laughs> you know, um, uh, one thing that I I I have I've always been uh, for some reason um, hyper fixated on the the X on Gary's forehead, and mm. it wasn't until watching it through for the podcast that I realized that um, that's supposed to be the injury that he gets from smashing his head into the mirror. Oh, cause he doesn't, I went back and I looked at older minutes and he doesn't have that X on his forehead. Um, I think what's weird is that it doesn't look like a fresh injury. It looks like a scar. That's the thing is, yeah, it doesn't look like a fresh wound. There's no, it's not a no. cut. There's no blood coming out of it. Right. It looks like a scar. Mm hmm. Yeah, so it's it's very strange, but yeah, he doesn't have that X on his forehead in the beginning of the movie, um, before the the mirror injury, mm-hmm. and so yeah, I think that's supposed to be the injury that he gets from smashing his head in the in, in the mirror. But um, yeah, it, it's like it's just a weird it's a <laughs> it's a weird detail, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's like it it it's so subtle that 
it's like, why is it there? Yeah. Because like, if it's going to be a cut, if it's going to be like a, a a proper cut or a gash, then it's like, oh right, from the time that he got, because there there's blood on the glass of the mirror. Right. If you go back to that that part of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, for sure there is. Um, that's weird. Uh, well, I but I do. Um, I I think it's interesting that you know the. The thing here is that like, okay, so they're going to, they're going to neck these and get out of here. And they're like back to London. And he's like, no, the trusty servant. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, oh, you're he's right. Like, oh, you're right. It's the good companions that comes next. They always get those two mixed up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he's, uh, it, it's interesting because he's not, he's not thinking about like his, his logic isn't wrong. Gary, Gary's logic here, which is, you know, they don't know who's in on this thing. They don't want anyone to know that they know about the blanks. Right. Yeah. And so they're drunk. If, yeah. They're drunk. Um, which I love too, that like Andy could have driven them away because, yeah. because Andy took these shots, they are trapped. Like Andy <laughs> traps them. Yeah, yeah. He basically it, gets rid of their only way out, which is him. It's it's interesting. I mean, like, yeah, it, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier this week with with this upending of logic and this upending of normal. Gary is now sort of he, he sort of reclaims his place as, as leader because you're right, he's not wrong. His logic right. is sound. Yeah. And Andy sort of by Andy taking these shots, it's sort of like him going into Wonderland with Gary. Yep. Like, okay, I accept that we are no longer in normal grown up town. Yep. I'm right here with you, baby. Let's yep. bring on the chaos. Yep. And I I yeah, and it's just, you know, he's you know, in 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 Andy's hero's journey, he is crossing the threshold right now. Like that's yeah, those that's shots. What's happening. It's him, and it's 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 an interesting moment because you know, at the end of the day, this this is a comedy, right? This isn't a you know, this isn't half Nelson, and you know, sobriety is uh, you know, my, my hats my hats off to anyone currently in the process of, of, of living a sober life or, or actively working towards sobriety, you know, and it's a process. And so it's, 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 uh, it's a little provocative, this idea of him, you know, throwing that to the wind. And I, I really, I really admire the way this is shot where it's not like triumphant, but it's also not judging. Right. And the other musketeers are watching it happen, but <laughs> they're kind of just like, wow. Yeah. He's doing this. They're not like, Andy, no, you're sobriety, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> they're 13. all just sort of like, yeah, no, I get it. I wouldn't want to be sober <laughs> right now either. <laughs> this is insane. And it's, he's, and he seems so, his body language, the body language that Nick Frost is communicating through as Andy is it's not desperate. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I need some fucking alcohol right now. It's he seems very controlled and in control. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know what, I, mm-hmm. I have to do this. He's resigned. 
I'm resigned. Yeah, I'm I'm choosing to do this. Yeah, consequences be what they may. And you just see that last upside down glass. Yeah, and then they're like, okay, that settles it. Like they're not like, Anna, you fucking idiot. Now now we're stuck here. They're like, okay, he did what he had to do. Yeah. Yeah, I I do like that there's no there's no judgment here. Um mm-hmm. I don't know. I think what what this movie I I also think that, you know, from a certain perspective, right? You could also argue that if Andy hadn't relinquished his sobriety, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have saved Gary. Right? Because yeah. what he's doing is getting on Gary's level. Yeah, it's sort of he he he's sacrificing or letting go of that position of superiority that he had over Gary. Right. And by doing so, he's able to get on his level, which allows him to have the very real conversation that he has with Gary at the world's end. Yes. Um, obviously, there's a lot between now and then, but this is step one. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah. That, that's that's really it, it. It's sort of uh, his first step. I don't mean this in a negative way, but his step down, d- down from the pedestal that he's been on over Gary, mm-hmm. because it's it's very difficult to connect with a friend or a person you care about while not being on their level. Yeah, of like I'm trying to help you idiot or you know what i mean like i'm i'm further along than you because like it's i mean it's you know no one wants to very very rarely do people want to hear from that perspective advice from that perspective you know right right yeah Yeah. i like that it's like he's able to by by showing his vulnerability or being vulnerable or slipping in front of gary it subconsciously kind of makes it easier for gary to let andy in later on right right yeah and i mean you know there's a lot to be said about about um how this movie deals with sobriety i think it does it in a very nuanced way in a very um you know delicate way and an unjudgy way you know it's it's uh, a very adult way yeah yeah it's it's really coming at it as if to say like yeah no it's it's hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's, it's really hard. And, and the fact of the matter is, I, you know, it's not even just because Andy prior to this moment is teetotal. It doesn't even necessarily mean that he was an alcoholic. It may have just meant that Andy felt like drinking was getting in the way of other things he wanted to do in his life. You Definitely. know? Yeah. Um, which is entirely that that's that's also entirely true uh, for for a lot of people, and, and sometimes it's not even um, it's not even alcohol. It's it's lots of other things that people sure. set us say like, oh, okay, I'm not I'm not going to do that anymore. You know, like it's just right, yeah. one day people wake up and just say, yeah, I'm going to stop eating red meat, or yeah, I'm going to stop smoking weed. Yeah, or or yeah, or I'm going to stop smoking. Or I mean, well, see, that's that's not even. Um, stop smoking. You're still addicted to that, but you know, I'm going to stop eating sugar or, or whatever, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, I think this is holding me back. I think, I think this is keeping me from going to where I want to go. Right. Right. 
And so I think that that was the decision that he made about alcohol. I don't get the feeling that he was an alcoholic the way that Gary is an alcoholic. No. Uh, and if any, if anything, it seems to be sprung from the trauma that he survived after the crash. Right. And right. Who, who knows what his, his physical therapy or, or, or mental therapy or, you know, therapy was like after that. And just part of that journey was I'm going to give, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to drink. Right. Right. That will. And, and, and which, and also really cool is, you know, cool in the context of the, I, I admire this in the filmmaking is Andy's life is still difficult. Right. He's, yeah. you know, the divorce, the, the road that led, you know, it, it doesn't seem like the alcohol was related to losing his wife. No, I don't think so. Cause I, I, you know, like we said, you know, and like he said earlier, he hasn't had a drink in 13 years or however long it was. Yeah. Um, and, the, and the divorce is like months old. Right. Uh, well, I don't know. Separation. I don't think he's separation. separation. He's still wearing his wedding ring. Yes. Very true. Um, for now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for now, <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, like yeah. it, the topics of addiction and, and stuff like that. It's so often ham fisted and yeah. in movies. Right. And yeah, I really admire. This, yeah. 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 I, I mean, yeah. And this is a movie about, about, um, how like the Gary's addiction, to alcohol, the idea of being an addict. The idea of being an alcoholic is, you know, not about um, trying to make amends for the things that you did before because you can't fix those things. They yeah. they happened. Like you mm-hmm. can't take them away. You can't change those things. Mm-hmm. And that's what Gary is trying to do is he's trying to just pretend. He's trying to pretend none of those things ever happened. You know, everything's normal. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that. All you can do is move forward. And that's kind of the whole point of this movie is like, you can't keep looking back anymore. Um, you can't fix the things that you broke. All you can do is just sort of apologize and move forward and yeah. try not to make the same mistakes again. Um, yeah. And that's kind of what this whole movie is about. And uh, don't look uh, back. You're not going that way. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I just think, I think this Andy thing is interesting because um this is, I I think that what well, it's going to happen in tomorrow's minute, but I think it, that is the last time in this movie Andy says it's pointless arguing with him. Drink up, let's boo boo. Like I think I think that's the last time he says it's pointless arguing with him, or it's pointless yeah. arguing with you, because is, yeah. the reason that it's pointless is because Gary is operating on drunk logic. <laughs> and Andy is sober. Yeah, you know, it's pointless arguing with you. It's 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 very passive aggressive. It's it's very much like what a partner says to a partner. Uh huh. Because it's like it, it implies fighting. Right. Right. It's, like, oh, it's pointless arguing with you. It, it's like because he's still trying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and at this point forward, it's like okay, I'm no longer fighting against your logic i am now going to try working with it yeah yeah you yeah. know i haven't seen uh, a movie that another movie i really love is uh nick stoller's uh get him to the greek mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's also a comedy that deals with addiction and sobriety and mm-hmm. 
I remember being moved by it at the time. And I'd be interested to go back now 10 years later and see if it holds up or see if it, if it still is uh, resonant in that way. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I think I, I like, I like the way this one deals with it. Um, and then in a very different look at the same thing, I really like Dr. Sleep. Oh uh, God. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. That was, that, that was, that was actually my favorite parts, part of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Was Ewan McGregor's struggle with, with sobriety and his relationship and like dealing with his past trauma. Like, right. I mean, I, I, I love the, the, the Rose, the hat horror stuff, but like, yeah, that, that first hour of the movie where it's just him rebuilding his life. I found that so compelling. Yeah. Well, and it's, and it, it's really the whole movie. Cause it's not, it's not, that one is different because he's not, he is dealing with his own sobriety, but it is intrinsically linked with his father's sobriety or mm-hmm. alcoholism. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and the idea of like legacy and not being able to escape what you think you're doomed to repeat, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so like that's it, it is it's dealing with similar things, but like in a very different fashion than this movie. And I think yeah. both movies um, deal with it in a real in really like new, interesting ways that aren't just uh, I don't know. Dr- drinking what you're bad. Used to. Yeah. Drinking bad. Right. Where it's like, well, it's, it's more complicated than that because, <laughs> yeah, if yeah, that were so- true, no, no one would drink. Um, yeah. Drunk, bad, sober, sober, good. Right. Man, you know, Ed- Edgar Wright's been doing these quarantine uh, double featured things on Twitter. Uh-huh. And that'd be a good one. Oh, World's End and Doctor Sleep? World's End Doctor Sleep. Yeah. Have you yeah. seen the director's cut yet? No, I haven't. Me neither. Yeah, it's long. It's like three uh, hours, right? Yeah, yeah. It's long and I just I haven't I haven't had the uh impetus to rewatch it quite yet. Well, you know me, I'm a very seasonal man. Yeah, yeah. And that to me is a, is an autumn winter. Yeah. I'm not, I'm just not in, uh, I'm not in like scary movie mode right now. No, um, no. really at all. So I'm, I'm more in like, (laughs) want to have a good time. (laughs) Yeah. No, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm the same way. I'm in very much like popcorn. Yeah. Blockbuster mode right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, I love the line of, uh, you know, my, my brake light is out and Steven's saying, so don't use the brakes. Don't use the brakes. <laughs> it's, oh, that's good. It's, um, it's, it's great. It's great. It's a, it's a fun, like, they're all on equal footing now. It's not like, oh, there goes Gary the fuck up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone is have, has had their world upended now. Right. Right. Um, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Please. I, I love that all three, like the, that Oliver, Stephen, and uh, Peter are all staring at the other people in the pub, while yeah. Andy stares directly at the shots, and Gary looks at all ever all of them, or just like you know is directing his attention at everyone else at the table. Yeah, <laughs> um, I just, I think it's. I don't know. I just think it's really it, it's it's really fun, like watching everyone and how they react to things. You can watch almost every scene in this movie five times and get something new out of it. And you did, yeah, more than that. I don't want to put any more points on Pete's license. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Again, uh, like, 
like we were saying at the beginning, it's like everything is being used and recycled and kept. Like it, it matters that that you saw that scene earlier about how he's been the car is still under Pete's name, right? Oh man, uh, I love the uh, the blood on our hands, ink on our hands thing. Yeah. It's more like ink. It's more like ink. <laughs> I also love that Peter felt the need to correct him. <laughs> Where it's like we've got blood on our hands. It's more like ink. <laughs> okay, like Peter. Peter is like already like pretty toasty. I think, especially yeah. the way that he's like looking at Gary as Gary's explaining everything. He's just like on the edge of every word. Yeah, you know when you're, you know when you're drunk. Because when you're drunk, you're trying to tether yourself to the world more. At least that's right. What I- yeah, no, for sure. That's yeah. that's why they tell you the best the best drunk acting is uh, isn't acting drunk; it's acting sober. Yes, actually, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. yeah, like when when someone's talking to you when you're drunk, especially you know that thing when you're really drunk and someone chooses to have like a heart to heart with you. Yeah, and you're like, oh, oh, wait, oh, he, th- th- this matters, <laughs> <laughs> right? I need to, I need to, I need to zero in on this. <sighs> I need to, yeah. Where's my anchor? I need to, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need to throw the anchor. You got to figure out how to, and you're just like focusing. You're not even hearing what they're saying because you're trying to focus on which part of them to look at mm-hmm. while they're talking. <laughs> Maybe I look here, I'll be able to hear them better. Hey, look, I, dude, I, I've, I've never told you. I, I, I haven't told you this ever, but like, oh fuck, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, internal monologue. Yeah, and then the, the return of the motorcycle cop in much better spirits than earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they're not driving, so. Yeah, maybe that's why in my – remember how I I said in my head for some reason I always thought that he wasn't a blank before, but then he is a blank this time? Oh. I think it's because he seems like more in high spirits. Gotcha. I guess I could see that, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone is blank already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting messy yet. Yep. Oh, boy. If only he knew. If only he knew. Uh, they are quite messy. Yeah. They've got ink on their hands. <laughs> Dr. Ink. Dr. Ink. Uh, yeah. Do you think any of them tried to wash their hands before they left the bathroom? <laughs> well, because, like, yeah, maybe during that period where they had to gather themselves and, like, oh, man, had to go back and get his jacket from the stall. Yeah. yeah. Ink's, ink's tricky. Yeah. Paint yeah. is tricky to get out. Yeah, well, yeah, but then it's like, well, but what actually is it? Because it's not really ink, right? It's like it, yeah, like I, I, I uh, compared it to oil because it's it's obviously like being used to lubricate stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, oil when you get oil on you, it fades really quickly. Yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't it doesn't look like you have black ink on you. It kind of it kind of fades into the skin right so i don't know i'm just uh, yeah I, i'd be curious if they could you know easily wash their hands or if it really is yeah. um like ink and just like stand stains their skin i mean it seems like they do but i don't know i or it seems like it does stain your skin but i'm not sure if they tried washing their hands or if they just got the hell out of there would that be your second uh, would that be your second like q a and question <laughs> yeah ask her to write yes uh i have a i have a question uh the uh the the blank blood the monstrosity 
or ink? Can we talk about the viscosity and uh, whether or not it would stain, it actually stain your hands, or ha- did they just not try washing it? <laughs> Imagine the looks I would get from people. You would be, yeah, you'd be the first. You're, you're, you're like the Justin Long in Galaxy Quest of, of the World's End. Yeah, but I'm the only one. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's, <laughs> there's no club. Yeah, it's it's just a club of one. <laughs> oh well. Um. All right. I think that's. Uh, I think that's it for this minute. T Public. Yeah. Doing yeah. uh, genre dot com slash merch. That'll take you to our T Public store where you can get all kinds of fun stuff. I recently bought a uh, an Entrapta shirt for uh, a, a, a shirt with my favorite character from Shira, Princesses of Power, Entrapta. Oh, that's fun. Really. Had a really cool design. I was like, I would wear that because I love Entrapta, and mm. that's it's just a cool. She has like her she has like her red goggles on, so it's like not immediately. It's mm. cool, uh, right. and yeah, you, you get all kinds of stuff at T Public. You can get mugs and stickers and posters. I've been thinking about getting a really uh, a Geek by Night print of our of Kevin Ziegler's awesome Geek by Night art or audio series. Yeah, and yeah, all of that uh, goes towards helping us out a little bit. So go to duelandgenre.com slash merch. And uh, do some shopping. Support independent artists. Indeed. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with Minute 45. But for now, let's boo-boo. So this is how it feels to be lonely. This is how it feels to be lonely.